Hi, friends, and thanks for downloading another episode of the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas, who's been producing this show since 2008. I'm taking a short break this week, so I pulled a great show out of the archives for you. It's called Buying a Home, Best Ways to Save Your Down Payment. No matter if you're ready to buy your first home or your 10th, having enough down payment is key to getting a great deal. So I think you'll find some useful tips in this show. I also want to let you know that the Quick and Dirty Tips Network is now on Flipboard. If you're not on Flipboard, check it out. It's pretty cool. It's a news and article aggregation app for your desktop or mobile device that gives you great content on topics that you say you're interested in. So download Flipboard today and follow QDT and follow Money Girl. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll be back next week with a new episode. Today's show is inspired by a member of my Dominate Your Dollars private Facebook group. Her name is Sada. She says, My husband and I plan to buy a home in the next two years, but the interest rate on our bank accounts is not great. So I was considering opening an online savings account with a higher rate. What are the pros and cons of using an online bank for this? In this show, I'll cover the best places to stash your cash for your new home. Plus, I'll tell you how much you should save and six tips to accumulate a down payment faster. For most people, buying a home is the largest purchase you'll ever make. Becoming a homeowner is not for everyone, but if it is one of your financial goals, I recommend that you begin preparing as far in advance as possible. In podcast number 450, called How to Prepare Your Credit for a Mortgage Approval, you can read or listen to six tips for building credit before you apply for a mortgage. That will definitely help you get a loan that costs as little as possible. But before you can even qualify for a mortgage, you're going to need to prove to a potential lender that you have enough in savings to fund a down payment. If you're not familiar with what a down payment is, it's just a one-time cash payment that you pay upfront at your real estate closing. The reason you have to make a down payment is because home lenders generally will not finance 100% of the purchase price. The bigger the down payment you can make, the less risky the loan is for the lender. Plus, there are closing costs on top of a home's purchase price. They vary depending on where you buy a home, but they often include things like a credit check, loan origination or an underwriting fee, discount points. These allow you to get a lower interest rate if you pay some amount of money up front, property inspections, an appraisal, a survey, and title insurance, which protects the lender if the title isn't clean, and also recording the new deed. So exactly how much of a down payment do you need to buy a home? Well, depending on the lender, the kind of loan you get, and your overall financial situation, you'll typically have to pay a minimum of 5 to 20% of a home's purchase price. Of course, everything is negotiable in real estate. Never forget that. When you make a purchase offer on a home, you can request that the seller pay some or all of your closing costs. I recently sold one of my rental properties and the buyer negotiated for us to pay $1,000 of their closing costs. And we did that to kind of sweeten the deal for them. You can also haggle with your mortgage lender not to charge certain fees up front. 
If you do negotiate with a lender to avoid fees, just make sure that it doesn't cost you more in the long run. The problem is they can make up for fees by charging you a higher interest rate or even including fees in the total amount of the loan, which means you'd end up paying interest on your closing costs. That's not good. The money for a down payment can come from your savings or even gifts from family. And if you're already a homeowner, your down payment can come from the money you make when you sell your current home. Be aware that the standards for buying a second home or an investment property are different than the standards for buying a primary home. Those requirements are typically more stringent. You're typically required to pay a bigger down payment, such as 10 or 20% at a minimum for a non-owner-occupied property. And speaking of putting down 20%, that's a magic number when it comes to private mortgage insurance, or PMI. PMI is a special kind of insurance that lenders typically require you to pay when you borrow more than 80% of the value of a property, even if you have excellent credit. PMI protects the lender if you can't pay your mortgage and they have to foreclose. As a borrower, you really don't get any benefits from PMI. So if you can put down a minimum of 20%, you can avoid that expense altogether. And if you want to learn more about PMI and how to get it off of an existing loan, check out episode number 436. It's called Avoid Private Mortgage Insurance on Your Home Loan. Now, back to some great tips to help you save as quickly as possible. Savings tip number one, automate it. When you make saving more convenient, you're definitely more likely to do it. So make automation your friend by having a portion of your paycheck deposited into a separate savings account just for your house down payment. You might choose a fixed amount like $200 a month, or you can specify a percentage of each paycheck. So you save more when you get a raise or bonus. And if you're self-employed, you can do this on your own by setting up an automatic transfer from your checking account into a dedicated savings account. Savings tip number two, save all raises and bonuses. For a set period of time, consider saving all the extra income you receive from work. For instance, if you get a 3% raise, Increase your down payment savings percentage by at least that amount. Or if you get a quarterly or annual bonus, transfer the full amount to savings. Savings tip number three, save your tax refunds and gifts. Don't forget that windfalls like tax refunds, cash gifts, or inheritances give you the perfect opportunity to save for a down payment on your next home. Savings tip number four, Start a side hustle for extra income. Sometimes you need to get serious about creating additional income in order to save for a down payment. Consider how you can use your skills to provide a service, like tutoring, website maintenance, or giving music lessons, and bring in quick money to set aside. Or you could find a part-time or seasonal job that fits into your full-time work schedule. Savings tip number five. Save your old car payment. If you paid off your car loan, or maybe you're really close to it, resist the urge to buy another one. Keep your car and save an amount equal to the old car payment for your house down payment. And savings tip number six, tap your IRA. The rules for a traditional or Roth IRA allow you to tap up to $10,000 
to buy or build your first home without having to pay a 10% early withdrawal penalty. But there are downsides to taking an early distribution from any type of retirement account. One is that you'll owe federal and state income tax on any distributions that were not previously taxed. Another con is that you set back your progress on retirement savings, which is more important in the long run than becoming a homeowner. Once you begin saving money for a house down payment, you'll probably get a little anxious about where to keep it. You might be tempted to invest it with the hope of turbocharging its growth. Unless your target date to buy a home is more than five years down the road, I don't recommend putting your down payment savings at any investment risk. As you know, financial markets are volatile in the short term, which means you could lose all or a significant portion of your money right before you need it. Now, what about certificates of deposit or CDs? Well, they may offer a slightly higher rate than savings or a money market account, but you give up liquidity. Your money is locked up for the term of a CD, such as six months, one year, or more. Fact is, getting a tenth of a percent more interest on a CD doesn't make it worth it, unless you're absolutely positive that you won't need the money before a CD's maturity date. Otherwise, you'll pay a penalty to cash it out sooner. Instead, tuck your down payment savings into a high-yield FDIC-insured savings account. That ensures your money will be completely safe. It'll give you flexibility and earn you some interest to boot. Online banks typically offer the highest interest rates because they don't have as much overhead as institutions with local branches. However, I will say that local credit unions can be competitive if you qualify for membership. If you want to learn more about the differences between banks and credit unions, check out an older podcast, which is episode number 292, called Bank or Credit Union, Which is Better? Even though it's an older show, it's still relevant. And while you might not be able to find that show in iTunes or any of the podcast aggregators, you will find the full archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. The interest rates on online savings accounts change frequently, but here are some good options that I recommend SATA and you check out that have no minimum balance requirements and pay close to 1%. Capital One 360, Discover, American Express, Ally, and USAA. Don't worry about writing these down because I created a handy one-page PDF download for you called the Online Bank Comparison Chart. You'll find a link to it in the notes for this show, or you can get it by sending me a text message. Text the words Bank Online with no space, Bank Online, to the number 33444. Again, send Bank Online to the number 33444, and I'll send you the online bank comparison chart right now. Making sacrifices to become a homeowner can bring many benefits, especially if you live in an area where owning is less expensive than renting. If you have a fixed-rate mortgage, every payment you make builds equity in your home, which is a smart way to build your net worth and wealth for the future. 
If you're getting value from the show, consider participating by sending me your money question or submitting a five-star review. That's an easy, quick way for you to support the show. You can do that in iTunes or any other aggregator where you're getting the podcast. The best places to reach me with your questions are my contact page at lauradadams.com and my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. You can find it by searching in Facebook or sending me a text. Just text the word dollars to that same number, 33444, and I'll send you an invitation to the group right now. Have you ever wanted to make a change, but been stopped up with questions like, is now the right time? Will I regret it? What if I fail? When to jump? is a podcast that can help you overcome fears like these. It's hosted by Mike Lewis, who quit his job in finance to play the professional squash tour. Ever since then, Mike has been obsessed with discovering how and why others have jumped from traditional career fee-first into a new challenge. Join him as he shares stories from guests like Sheryl Sandberg and Ariana Huffington about entrepreneurship and pursuing your passion. Subscribe to When to Jump on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Oh, 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 oh